in this episode, I'm going to talk about the ways we break our couples. I actually kind of think we contribute to their stress, but I know we can get that turned around. So let's jump in, shall we? Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Yes, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm going to talk about ways I think that wedding pros contribute to the stress factor that then turns, oh, I hate this term, but I'm still going to say it. I feel like we kind of contribute to the whole bridezilla effect. Ah, I hate that term. I just, I don't know. I don't like it, but I'm going to use it so that we can start here for being on the same page. Deal? Can we, can we deal? And then have that conversation later. We can work on that term. I think we can, but yeah, I think that there are a lot of things that we as wedding pros do inadvertently and without realizing that kind of add, that, that not kind of, that do add to their stress. So I want to talk about those things because I know that we don't want to add to their stress. And the whole point of our job is to alleviate the stress and we want to serve them and make this a better process for them. So let's come in with it. So let's come in with the attitude of what can we do together to better the experience, not only for our couples, but honestly for each other. Because I think that we even put a little bit of stress on each other, a lot of stress on each other. I think there are ways that we can do it better. And I, I think that some of these things we're just not necessarily aware of. And it just takes maybe someone having observed it and pointing it out. And, you know, I will say that like most of our conversations, a lot of this will apply to you and some of it won't. And maybe a lot of it doesn't apply to you and some of it does. And so, you know, your target audience and your brand and your region and markets are going to have a lot to do with this, but just be open-minded and start having these conversations with your wedding pro friends and colleagues. I think that we can move the needle here. So Yes, couples absolutely have their own outside pressures, right? They've got parents and finances and weird job situations and all kinds of stuff that add to their own stress. Some of them are just anxiety kind of people, like they're just kind of stressed all the time. And and some of them are just plain rude and awful and the stereotypical bridezilla, right? They just come at it with entitlement and all those things. So outside factors aside, let's talk about ways I think that we contribute, okay? I've noticed this with the birth of software. <laughs> this is really when I started to see, oh, I think we play a part in this. So with the birth of software, we all now have 12 forms <laughs> and they're all asking the same things. So these forms are really good for our own process and system. And like I teach, Refine is about process and systems, right? So I want you to all have those. I think that's really important. I think it's effective. I think that it reduces your workload. I think that is really smart. Okay. So hear that. But when we all have a different process and a different system and different deadlines and timeframes, it gets a little overwhelming. And with the birth of software, that's become a a lot more apparent to couples. Like they're getting pinged with all these auto deals and emails and, and that's overwhelming to them. And so first off, what I want to encourage is that we study what we have set up as auto reminders. Okay. If you're a couple has sent something in that you requested, will you go in and turn off those auto reminders? And here's why. 
it kind of scares them. It kind of makes them think that maybe you didn't get it because some of you are so good that you've got those auto reminders set up in such a personal, relatable tone that they don't know that it's a template, okay? They don't know. So then what happens is they email their planner and they're like, oh my gosh, I sent this to them. Do they not get it? I'm now they're making me nervous. And then it's just this whole thing, okay? Or alternatively, makes me look bad because maybe I'm the one that submitted something to you, which didn't trigger the turnoff, right? So, because some of your autoresponders are based on it coming through a certain system, but wedding pros are not all adding planners to the system. So that's another thing I would ask. If you are working with a couple that has a planner, add the planner to the system as well, because the planner might be doing some of that work for the couple. And so where I was going with that is that like, it might be that I've submitted a bunch of information to a wedding pro and then some auto reminder gets sent to the couple and then I get in trouble because the couple's like, you didn't send this over. And it's like, uh, yeah, I did. You see where I'm going with that? So softwares are a beautiful thing. And in a lot of ways they have reduced stress, but I'm seeing them add it in a different way that I, I know that we can control in some ways. I think that we can really make some adjustments here. And the two things I just mentioned are helpful, adding the planner to the project. And when things are turned in, making sure that your auto reminders are off or like when things adjust in the process, making sure that those auto reminders adjust along with it. It really does help with headspace. Okay. The other thing that I kind of started with was talking about all the different forms and all the questions that we're all asking. We're all asking the same questions. Okay. So this is really overwhelming to a couple. And a planner is going to do all that they can, a good planner. So all the planners listening, please listen to this. Let's raise the bar here. I would like to see in your services priced out to where you're getting paid for this work, of course, an option where obviously event management couples are going to be doing a lot of this on their own. But if you have a full service couple, fill these forms out for them. I think that's really helpful. Fill out as much of the form as you can and then send it to the couple to complete. So that's another thing with these softwares. Some of these softwares are not allowing you to save in the process and go back to it. So then only one person can do it and it has to be in one sitting. Is there something that can be triggered behind the scenes in the software? Is that the only way that software operates? Like look at that process in your systems and see if there's something you can adjust there or have some flexibility on or something, because it might be that more than one person needs to get into that form to be working on it. Okay. So planners be filling out those forms as much as you can, because it's all the same stuff. It, it really is. And it can really reduce some stress for these couples. Okay. Another thing that I find a little bit frustrating is that these softwares are actually meant to connect all of us, but we're refusing that. We're saying, no, that's an added step for me. And I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, what that does is puts it on the couple. So hmm, how can we like, if I'm a planner and I've got all the information in this software and we're all connected, but wedding pros refuse to read it. And then they email me and ask me all of these questions. It's like, dude, it's all there for you. Like go read it. I don't need to regurgitate it into an email because one that's time consuming, but two, and most importantly, that's how mistakes happen because copy and paste, there can be failures with that or like a typo, or you just don't know. So these softwares are brilliant and they're meant to connect us. So let's use them the way they're supposed to be used. I mean, HoneyBook, Isle Planner, Rock, Paper, Coin, Drive, the Refine Portal, Dropbox, all of them have ways to connect vendors. Okay, let's use that. But ultimately I see what happening is that we do what's best for us, what saves us time without considering the daunting nature that these forms and expectations have on our couples. And by the end of it, the couples break. They can't tell their left from their right and they don't have a clue if they like Oreos or snickerdoodles. They can't pick between an Oreo or a chocolate chip cookie. They can, they simply cannot make one more decision. They're so tapped out. Okay. Then what I see happen is that vendors and wedding pros get frustrated with wedding planners that are trying to streamline the process. 
Our sole job as a wedding planner is to reduce stress and streamline everything for everyone, right? We are juggling the needs of 10, 20 people at all times. So yes, wedding pros, you absolutely should and have the right to speak to your couples, your increase, okay? So you should be able to present your value and have the chance to upsell. I wanna put that out there from the top. But I will say that collaboration with the planner can really reduce stress for all. So I wanna first talk to the planners about ways that we can improve. And then I wanna to talk to wedding pros in general about ways that I think other categories can improve and work better with. I think planners and vendors have some areas that we can both work better together in, okay? So let me, let me start talking with planners. Stop taking over the vendor relationship. We are here to facilitate that. Yes, there is going to be a market for someone that that planner is literally like the only point of contact. That client is paying such a stupid amount of money that the planner is just doing it all. And wedding pros, hear me, you're not going to talk to that client. It's just, you know, but like, cool. Like you get to talk to a planner and that's a lot easier. I would think, I would hope maybe, I don't know. Because then at that level, a planner is more or less saying, hey, couple, this is who you're going to work with. This is the band for you. Let's just book them. That's all there is to it. Okay. It's not a lot of back and forth, but planners, yes. Stop taking over that vendor relationship and use that in your sales process. Tell your couples, Hey, I'm not going to take over that relationship. I'm going to facilitate it. And I'm going to do what I can to eliminate some of those emails for you. I'm going to check on availability and minimums and stuff like that first so that you, I can take that legwork off your plate. But yeah, you're going to have to be a part of this process. Like there are going to be questions that you need to answer on your own because it'll get lost in interpretation when I become the middleman. And you need to feel a connection with these vendors, especially, you know, categories like photographers. I mean, a lot of these categories, I'm just using photographers, for example, like they're watching you get dressed on your wedding day. You kind of want to make sure you like each other. So that's a way you can educate your couples on not only your piece of the process, but theirs. Okay. So yeah, we're here to facilitate that. And yes, absolutely, you know, streamline and take some of those initial questions off their plate and, and make sure that, you know, there's, a, is an initial fit, but then get connected with the vendors. Okay. Once that happens, then that's when the custom proposals can start to come into play. Okay. We don't want to waste a lot of time from the vendors, you know, just because we, we feel like we know our couples so well, we answer these questions and then they put together these custom proposals and then clients are like, yeah, that's a miss the mark. Those proposals take so much time for vendors to create. We really need to respect that. Okay. One thing I'd really love to encourage you to do, and this is something that I offer, I have in my wedding planning process kit, which is on the website in the refine shop at refineforweddingplanners.com. This thing will change your life this kit. So it's the wedding planner process kit. And inside that I have a client profile that I really encourage you as a planner to use, have your couples fill out this profile. And what I do when I start to reach out to a vendor to make sure that they are available, I send that client profile to the vendor and say, Hey, this is an initial way of getting to the couple. Here are some things that I know about them. Take a look, see if, if you feel like it's a good fit and then we'll continue the conversation. Let me know if you're available and if you feel like they're a good fit and we'll continue the conversation. Saves time for everybody. And it also saves that awkward, like, eh, we're not a good fit. Like, oh, I gotta tell the client this. It's, that's not awkward, okay? So let's just take that out of the equation because all you have to do as a planner is be like, hey, they're, they're not available. It's not gonna work. So let's keep moving to the next person. Okay, so what's in this client profile? It's basic stuff that I say, asked on most of these inquiry forms. Okay. So how many wedding attendants are you going to have? What's your date? What's your venue? Who do you already have booked? What style, like questions about their style and preferences on different, you know, priorities and things like that. You know, just, I, I basically have studied all, all of the questionnaires that all the wedding pro categories send out. And 
I've kind of combined it in a way that, no, there's no way I'm answering every single one of those questions, but we're getting a bulk of information on paper so I can send it to those pros up front so that, yeah, they can look at it. They can give a better feel of like, hey, this is going to be my minimum for that particular client. Are they willing to meet that minimum? Great. Let's have the conversation. Okay. So it makes sense. Like that's, I think that's a really helpful tool for all involved. Wedding planners, be flexible in your process where possible. And I'll get to this when I speak to wedding pros here in a minute, and I'll explain the limited flexibility that we do have far more limited than other categories. But when you can do like, it goes a long way in a lot of ways. So be flexible in your process where possible and learn the needs of your vendors, like have a process folder for them. I know that these caterer X needs these things for me in this time frame for the way that they operate and do their payroll and all kinds of stuff. And I know that caterer Y you know, is a little more lax and doesn't need it as, as soon. And I just know these things about these different caterers, right? And so where I can, I work my process around that. Like I'm aware of those things. I don't expect them to come in and like 100% fit to my process, nor do I expect to go into them and 100 Wait, am I saying that right? I don't think either party should 100% fold, okay? This is a give-take compromise situation. Vendors, y'all are going to have to compromise a little bit, and wedding planners, y'all are going to have to compromise a little bit. And we're going to all get there in a good, successful way by doing that, okay? Another thing that I would encourage you guys to do as wedding planners is to invite those vendor friends to lunch and ask what those needs are. Don't assume that you know, and this is something that goes, okay, so the client profile and these lunches are really good as things evolve because I may think I know these things, like I've worked with this caterer a hundred times, I know their stuff, but like things evolve over time, right? So like continuing with that allows for everyone to kind of ebb and flow as they grow and change and adjust in their processes, right? Okay, so vendors, your turn. I wanna share a little bit of what maybe could be helpful in for you to be doing, okay? So one thing that is a real struggle for planners is when we do that initial legwork and then the proposals go straight to the couples. It is really, really helpful for those proposals to come to us first. And I actually understand that there might be two sides to this coin here in that you want to be the one to present yourself, okay? Totally, 100% fair. Please also consider how that particular couple found you. And for that particular referral, it's good to go to the planner out of kind of respect for that, but also it helps you because what I do is I'll come over those and sometimes I find mistakes and I can send it back to the vendor and say, hey, real quick, fix this before I send it over. Because it helps save face, right? Those couples never know that the vendor made a mistake. I just have them fix it really quick. And it's like, oh God, thanks. Good. Okay. We're good. And then, you know, it also allows a planner to review it and send feedback and say, hey, this particular couple, I wouldn't put that on there because of whatever that so-and-so Joe in the process said, but I think if you worded it this way, you totally close it. So like giving pointers like that can be really helpful too, okay? Letting the planners review the proposal first is really helpful, but you can also talk to them. Like if there's a real reason for you to send it to the couple first, or you want to like loop everybody in at the same time, like just have that conversation, just open line of communication. It's really helpful. Okay. So another thing that I would encourage you to do is provide a value and process sheet along with a bio to the planner for the couple. So yes, we absolutely, I'm really trying to encourage the planner community to make sure that you're the one that gets to pitch yourself and present your value and upsell yourself and all that stuff. 
But in the initial conversation, when we're talking about available dates and minimum fees and things like that, if you can provide a value sheet and a process sheet to that planner to help upsell you and to help educate the couple on your category and you specifically, that speaks volumes. So sure, I may, I've been doing this forever and I absolutely know the value of a quality photographer that can do this with light and has an assistant and kind of manage the timeline, all of this stuff, right? Like I can educate that up and down all day long, but still I'm surprised I'm not surprised, but like, I'm still learning some things from different, you know, as things evolve in that category, people catch me off out of left field. I'm like, oh, here's this new value add that I had no idea about until you told me. So like, make sure that we know how to sell you and how to educate those couples on what you do specifically, why you are different. Don't just respond to those planners and be like, here's my da 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 da. Like, sell yourself to the planner and say, hey, we need to make sure the couples have this information, you know? So like, These are conversations to have together. So invite those planners to lunch and talk about your needs and talk about upselling and how to do that collaboratively. Talk about, we want to know, okay? And if those planners aren't asking, then you raise your hand and ask for that conversation. You have a lot of leverage here in educating other planners. There are a lot of new planners out there or planners that haven't, you know, been exposed to this type of education. And if you have, then raise your hand and don't be afraid to invite them into the refined group and to share podcasts like this, or to just ask the questions like, Hey, how can we be more collaborative? How can I be brought more into your process? And how can I get more exposure with the couples that still allows you to do your job? Okay. Also, I would ask that you ensure that your upselling doesn't conflict with something another vendor is already doing. And here's why. Sometimes, (laughs) I see that happen where a couple then goes and cancels with the other vendor and it's just kind of shitty. Like, it's just weird. It's awkward. And I mean, I think a lot, I mean, vendors would feel bad when someone's trying to upsell, they're by no means trying to like steal business from someone else, right? Like that's by and large. Okay. That's a blanket statement, but like, I believe that to be true. Okay. And, but a lot of times we don't know that maybe they already have that booked or something. And it just like creates this inadvertent, like weird crap situation. And so run that by the planner and just like, Hey, is this being provided by anyone else? Can I, I would like, I'm now offering it or I want to run this by the couple or whatever. And I mostly see that happen in like food related categories or like entertainment, sound lighting, stuff like that rentals. I mean, even planning stuff. So, and of course like film, cause you know, some photographers offer a video and some videographers offer photography and, and whatnot. So always get your stuff in front of couples. Absolutely. Just cause it's on your services sheet doesn't mean you shouldn't send it. But I think that Sometimes I find that like a caterer now offers desserts, okay? And then the couple will then go cancel with their baker because it's all in going to be less money. Well, like, that's so sad. And like, I don't know, one of my jobs also as a wedding planner is, well, okay. My job as a wedding planner is to advocate for the couples, to find them the best fit in all realms, budget, personality, style, all that stuff, right? But if they've already made a commitment to someone else, my job is to also lead them through keeping their commitments. Because if I don't do that with them, who's to say they won't flip that and bail on me too? Like if they've made a commitment, they've made a commitment and we've got to stick with that. Okay, I don't want to believe that anymore. Another thing that I would ask, and I kind of touched on this a tiny, tiny bit earlier, is that I would ask that you understand that a planner has a process that is not nearly as flexible as most other categories. We really are considering the needs of 10 plus vendors at all times, plus the couple, plus the mom, plus the aunt Sally that like cannot let this go. Like there's a lot on our plate that we're having to balance and on top of our own process. And it's just, 
it limits our flexibility. It doesn't mean that we don't want to or can't or won't try, but especially when it comes to timeline stuff and things like that, like I can't ask a caterer to give me bend over 50% of the way and you only bend over 5% of the way. Like we've all got to kind of look at it in a way that like we're all going to give a little bit, but no one's having to bend over backwards to do it. Okay. Just as I'm asking planners to learn the needs of vendors and have a process file on them, I would ask you to do the same with planners. Have a process file, know how they like to work and how to get their referrals and get the good ones and work well with them in those ways. Like planners need to do that for you guys. So I, I think that's a fair ask to ask in return. And then, yeah, let planners fill out what they can of those forms. And you spend your time on sales worrying about the rest of that stuff, focusing on the couples and emotional connection and some of the things that maybe are more important to you on that form. But there's a lot of pushback on that, like not wanting planners to fill that out at all. And I get why, because you don't want anything lost in interpretation or middleman stuff. 100% agree. I just think that there are things like how many wedding attendants are you going to have? What's your date? Stuff like that that's like, there is no reason for them to fill that out 12 times. It's so daunting. So let planners do what they can on that front. If we can work together on those things and reduce this stress, then we're going to see far less breadzillas. And all that does is like, it helps us in the long run, right? We don't want stressed couples. They're fussy. They're hard to work with. They're not fun. They make our jobs like we get PTSD from seeing their emails. Okay. So if we can collaboratively work on these things, and like I said, from the top, I know that some of these things are options for you and some of them are not. I would just ask that you explore what is an option and see what could be done in your market, in your community. And like, start these conversations, start these conversations with your colleagues and with, yeah, with each other and with couples and ask couples, like how, what do vendors do to cause you stress? What can we do as a vendor community to help ask them those questions and start studying that and open up the conversation in I want to further the conversation in our industry. We have opened the conversation, but I want to further that. And I think we can do a lot here. So as we wrap up, do me a favor, take a screenshot while listening and share this on your Instagram story. Let others know about this because the more that know about this and the more we engage in this conversation, the more change we'll see and maybe the less stress we'll see and fewer bridezillas and all of that. So just as you want your couples to do for you, would you please like and share and leave a review and all of those things. Those things mean the world to me just as they do for you. So if you have any questions or an idea for a show, you can always shoot me an email at hello at refinedforweddingplanners.com. And I'd love to hear what you have to say and how I can help you in your journey as a wedding professional. Thanks friends and have a great day. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.